0: When I marsize everything to you could reach a thousand days الله This is between the Lord and 2000 La ilaha illallah Beautiful word, brothers and sisters Upon this Eid Mubarak insha'Allah Eid, a day that Allah has dedicated as a special day special day indeed of joy, of reflection And I want to share a few words with you brothers and sisters So please take it insha'Allah seriously Reflect on it For your own sake For the sake of your children and your family For the sake of your community And indeed for the sake of this earth There's nothing, nothing greater than for us, all of us, you know, uh, ourselves and the members of our families to come underneath this tent on this blessed day. Nothing greater than to come with a realization, an understanding of Allah. And look at the word, how much we speak it, how much we recite it. Allah is greater. And the question that I have to you myself today is indeed Allah greater in our lives. Allah brought us here today on this. I to just reflect on this to witness certain things that understand them. There's nothing more beautiful today brothers and sisters as you really think about your own challenges and problems and look at how much they're stacked up against you. And me, look at the condition of this earth with, you know, with all the suffering that really can drain the heart. Suffering, atrocities, people dying day and night there's so much oppression, suppression of human beings. Love being spilled and individually and our lives and our own families. We know that you and I are struggling. You and I wake up in the morning and we have so much to burden. And today, brothers and sisters, we're here to remember with Allahu Akbar that you and I are nothing but humble servants. Humble servants. We need to understand that Allah Azza wa Jalla will never burden you beyond your capacity. Look at how simple it is. The thought of, Allah will never burden me beyond my capacity. Allah is with me right now. The question for you and me, do you really believe in that, that Allah can open doors for us in our lives? For this Allah, despite all the odds stacked up against it and against you and me, every single day of our lives, do you really believe that Allah can open doors from places you least expect? That it can occur any moment that that Allah has, has a perfect plan for you and me? that you and I are in good hands. These are the meanings, the essential meanings. And yesterday on the day of Arafat, beautiful word and a beautiful day. We know that Hujjaj, three or four million, descended upon a valley, just turning their hands to the heavens, to this Sama. This time that you see right now, looking upon it, shedding tears, stretching their arms, pleading with Allah. You know it's a day in which we realize our weakness, how much we need Allah Not with something. With everything in our lives. Allah wants us to know this. And if you know it, it is so dear to Allah. That's why yesterday Prophet Muhammad told us if you come to Allah broken, if you come to Allah crying and shedding tears, turning to no one but Allah, believing in His promise, believing in it, it is so dear to Allah that Allah Himself descends to the lowest heaven, descends to the lowest heaven, boasting about those who come to ask Him. Say these angels, oh my angels, oh my angels, look at my servants, They're company disheveled, tired, fatigued, filled with dust, covered with dust completely. And Allah is so happy with them that Allah says, oh my angels, their witness, and I've forgiven them completely. Precious moment. And that's why we we're told by Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that yesterday is the greatest day in which Allah rescues human beings from the hellfire puts in into Jannah. Just because of how they've come to Allah. With what kind of hearts they've come to Allah. humble people realizing, I need Allah. And that's why also the shaytan yesterday, there is no day in which he feels more ashamed, more belittled, more disgraced. You know why? Because he knows that people see the mercy of Allah. So the Shaitan doesn't want you and me to know the mercy of Allah. To sense the mercy of Allah. Because if you sense it, brothers and sisters, go out you and see your me and you're going to be elevated and lifted by Allah That's what Allah wants us to know. And the word Arafah itself originates from the word, from the root word to know. And these are the things that Allah wants you to know. And it's a journey brothers and sisters shared with a family before us that we always need to remember on this day, the family of Ibrahim Thousands of years ago, they also had to go through this. They also had to burden. And the things they had to deal with are beyond, your imagination. And Imam looked to Ibrahim and his wife Hajar. When Ibrahim had to leave his wife in the desert, and Mecca was a barren the desert, there are no buildings, there are no tents, there is no one. Can you imagine the weight of you having to leave your wife and your child by themselves, perhaps to die? But yet he had to trust Allah. He had no idea why that was happening. No idea, no clue. And this is often a, a reason and a source for our weakness. We start to doubt Allah and question why things are happening to us. But Allah had a perfect plan. He says, Leave your wife. Don't worry. And his wife Hajah, she looks at her husband, and she says, Why are you leaving us? And he was silent because he was in pain. He was broken. He had no idea what's going to happen to them. A child, an infant. And he nodded when she tells him that Allah commanded you to do this. He nodded. And that's all she needed. He leaves her with his child, brothers and sisters. And I want you to imagine the moment we're sitting under a sky right now. Imagine no sound whatsoever. Imagine the fear she had to experience when the night descended on her and her child in a barren desert. Imagine her fear when she had to look at her child and they ran out of food and she's terrified my child is going to die. And I have no idea what I'm going to feed him. And here is an empty desert with the darkness upon it. What kind of fear is that? She was a person who had absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And all of us are struggling with this we We come at times in our life when we feel we have nothing to overcome the difficulties and the challenges. Here she is, Hajar, your mother, my mother. over 4,000 years ago, she had nothing. But then she looked at the heavens. this is what a beautiful moment. What is it that gave this day. What is it that gave her the capacity in that moment to do what she needed to do so that the heavens will open? She looked, brothers and sisters, at the very sky you're looking at. And I want like you to imagine, brothers and sisters, when you look at the sky, what do you think of that? Wallahi, there are signs and miracles in it. When you're done, go out and look at it as you deal with any challenge. It's vast, it's sublime, it's majestic. It reflects and represents the beauty, the majesty, the power of Allah who erects it without a pillar. And Allah wants to well, I can open the heavens for you right now. But is your heart open to Allah? In that moment she said, Rabbi, Rabbi. You know, brothers and sisters of Allah, we need this word. With everything in Allah is, Rabbi also originates from a root word that means to raise up, to lift up. It's the word of hope. When you say Rabbi, you're actually thinking of the one who can bring something out of nothing in your life. That's why you say, Rabbi, Rabbi. Lift me up, raise me from nothing, even though the odds are stacked against me. She said that. And she started to run. That's all she has. That's all she has. She's left alone. She's broken her child is crying. She starts to run because that's all she can do. And what happens, brothers and sisters? Here it is. Here it is. The opening will happen. She had no idea where relief will come from, but she trusted. And where did relief come from? Her child, an infant, she can barely see him, struck with his foot the ground. And it coincided with a moment in which Allah sent Jibreel from the heavens. Because Allah, brothers and sisters, is the master who ordains everything, who disposes of all affairs, and he's capable over everything. He sends down Jibreel to strike the ground at the same time that what comes out is Zabzal. I want to ask you, sisters, do you believe Zabzal and Allah's will come out, you believe, no matter how tough it is, and many will come and tell you, brother Tariq, what are you talking about? The problems that I'm dealing with are overwhelming. I cannot see me getting out of them. Look at the Ummah what it's going through. Look at Burma, look at Kashmir, look at Palestine, look at India, Pakistan, and Bangladesh. Look at the floods, look at the killings. How are you going to overcome? It? Allah says, You see, if you say this, you're down on Allah, who sent down the angels to strike the ground and bring out water that will gush until the end of time gates open? He is Al-Fattah. When you look at the heaven and the sky above, remember the one who can open all doors. But listen, this is at the heart of age. This is at the heart of age, and you need it. And your family needs to see the evidence of your trust in Allah. Your family needs it. Hajar that. Hajar taught us this and Allah wants us to remember the beautiful lessons of our mother. Our mother who was so weak, who had nothing, but in that moment Allah was everything for her. She saw that in her heart. Indeed, it's the same message that Allah has a good Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Prophet Muhammad was overwhelmed. sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Just as you and I, but much more. And what does Allah tell him? Because there was a moment in which he started to doubt. Maybe Allah has left me. Isn't that something where you say, where is Allah? Right? He had faith, but he wasn't sure. Then Allah sends him down a beautiful surah, which he says, <laughs> Impossible. Allah will never abandon you. Do you believe that? Do I believe that, brothers That Allah right now is with you and never abandon you? No matter what the odds are against you? No matter how little you have in your life? No matter how many challenges? No matter how many struggles you have in your family? Allah will never abandon you. Then Allah started to remind the Prophet of Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Did you forget? Did you forget all the good times where Allah stepped in to relieve you in your life? You see, all He needs... When you're desperate, when you're broken, when you're in pain, when you're sad, when you're crying, think back of all the times in your life when Allah was you, And Allah opened doors for you. When you remember this, you understand the power of Allah right now to open doors for you. But it might take some time. And there's reason behind this. Allah will open the doors when it is best for you and me. When it is best for you and me. And that's how the Prophet ﷺ faced the adversities of what? Without understanding. He did what he had to do just as Hajj. But dear brothers and sisters, there's a beautiful story about a man whose hajj was accepted without him going to hajj. Because this is what we need today. Allah demanding of you and me to bring out our best in this moment with trust in Allah. That Allah will provide, that Allah will release. That Allah will open doors from places you will least accept. Abdullah ibn Mubarak tells us, beautiful man, beautiful scholar in our history. He says, I went one day to hajj. And right after Hajj, I sat down and I fell asleep around the cabin. He just fell asleep. And he said, in my dream, I saw two angels coming to me. And they spoke to each other. And they said, one angel tells the other, Do you know how many people have come to Hajj? And the other angel says, yes, 60,000. Back then it was really little compared to now, the millions. 60,000. Then he asked, do you know how many of those, their Hajj was not accepted? And the other angel says, Yeah, many. Many, most of them, perhaps they didn't come with sincere hearts. Allah But the Hajj was not accepted. It is reported that Abdullah was terrified. Terrified, fearing that maybe I'm the one of those people whose Hajj was not accepted. Allah didn't accept me today. He was terrified. And he heard the angel in the dream say, But you know what? There was a man in Damascus who didn't come to Hajj whose Hajj was accepted in his home. And his name is Abdullah ibn Muqaffar. So Abdullah woke up from the dream saying, sweating, trembling, out of fear saying, where is Abdullah? I want to go find him. And he takes a journey to Damascus. And he looks for Abdullah. And he eventually finds him and he knocks on his door and he says, can I come in? I want to ask you a few questions. And he lets him in and he asks him, Abdullah, I just had a dream a few days ago that your Hajj was not accepted, even though you didn't go to Hajj. What did you do? Abdullah looks at the other Abdullah and says let me tell you my story I'm a poor man, poor man, had no means 20 years, 20 years I've been saving up for my Hajj saving it time by time, every day for me to go to Hajj and this Hajj I intended to go and my wife was pregnant and she suddenly heard or excuse me, smelled the smell of meat from the neighbor they were cooking some food and she's pregnant, so she desired that meat. She said, Abdullah, go give me some of that meat. Ask them for, to, to, to give us some of that meat for me to eat. I feel like So Abdullah went to his neighbor and knocked on their door. And he said, can I get some of the meat? My wife is pregnant. The mother looks at him and he said, I can't give you the meat. This meat that we're cooking is halal for us and haram for you. He says, what do you mean it's haram for me? She says, you have no idea. My children had no food whatsoever to eat for weeks. Little fruits, Negro meats. And I was so desperate, I found a donkey on the street that was pet. So I cut it up and I brought the meat and I cooked it for them so the meat is haram for you. But because they're poor, it becomes halal. Abdullah was so shaken by what she said. And he was going to go to Hajj. He says, I went home and I got all the money that I saved up for 20 years. And I came back to her and I said, this is my Hajj. To so remove that soul and bring it to life with them. <laughs> because they needed it. And he looked at Abdullah who came to ask him that question. He says, that was it. I never did it. And Allah sent down the angels to tell him that this is a man whose hajj was accepted. Could it be, brothers and sisters, that we're sitting today with having hajj? And how did that happen? We always hear the beautiful verses which Allah says, Whoever brings one to life, as if he has brought all humanity to life. Abdullah brought life to a family. And look at what's happened. And I asking in conclusion today, brothers and sisters, what is the purpose of Hajj itself? You know the purpose of Hajj because the Hajj, one of the things they have to do is shun from all evil. They cannot even hurt a tree, cut it, or in an axe. They have to be very conscious of their words and their actions. Don't hurt anyone. Help everyone, relieve everyone, for them to learn how to beautify themselves. For them to come back with big hearts. when I want to tell you in conclusion this beautiful message. From Allah, and sister, that is at the heart of our faith. Our faith and Hajj is about giving you and me big hearts. Big hearts, just as the heavens, you know you want the heavens to open for you, Allah says? Bring me a big heart that desires good for others around you. Beginning with your family. Brothers and sisters, if we don't open doors for others, the doors of the heavens above you will not open. If you don't relieve others beginning with your family, the heavens will not send to leave. And no angels will come. If you don't put a smile on somebody's face, Allah will not put a smile on yours. And if you cause hurt, you will get hurt. Today, brothers and sisters, I really call upon you. Because there's a an environment and a climate in which we live that is full of, problems and challenges and tribulations. There's so much suffering, there are so many broken hearts, broken mothers who are crying for their babies, who are dying. And perhaps because our children don't have faith. There are many people brothers, sisters, crying out of desperation. And you know what you and I need today? The question is, can you really change that? What can you and me do on this day of uthiya, to sacrifice Sacrifice, isn't this the day of sacrifice? The question is, what are you and me doing to offer a sacrifice? Because it's not the need that reaches Allah. It's the condition of the heart and what we're doing. I'm afraid that many of us don't believe we have something to offer. And imagine, brothers and sisters, if you come to your own family and set an example with a big heart. Your own children and my children, are they seeing in you and me evidence of trusting Allah? Well why, brothers and sisters, if you're good, If you lead them in salah, if you smile on their faces, if you lift them up, if you inspire your children and my children and your spouses with hope, that's what Allah needs, speak to them hope. Speak to them courage. Let them see that strength in you. Let them see a beautiful shining example. That's all we need. Because our children are broken and many of them are leading the faith. And I tell you brothers and sisters, if you come to your family with that shining light, and you and I are capable of it, Allah, Allah will change your children and my children. Some of us say no way. Well, Hajar said that there is a way. And her son, Isma'i, became the prophet of Allah that changed hearts. Brothers and sisters, enough for you and me for Allah to use us to change ours. You and I cannot change hearts. And that's not what Allah demands. But Allah demands of you and me to be a shining light. Well, Allah, brothers and sisters, you plant good seeds in people around you, beginning with your spouses and your children, Look at what Allah will do with your life. Look at the relief and be happy, inshallah. And indeed with those small steps that you and I can offer today, I bet you, brothers and sisters, and indeed this is the promise of Allah, the Ummah will change. Don't worry about what's happening. Worry about what you're doing today, what sacrifices you're doing today, and trust that indeed Allah will suffice. I conclude with this beautiful thought And I ask Allah that He nurtures and plants in our hearts to believe right now that Allah is with us. To believe that Allah will give us what you and I need to overcome any, inshallah, challenges that we face in our lives. He'll give you and me the capacity, just He has given it to Hajar, just as He has given it to the, to the son and the husband. But indeed when the parents were beautiful, beautiful, and brought out the best in their hearts, and they had these big hearts, look at what Allah has done with their children, and look at what Allah has done with their legacy. May Allah make us among those who trust in Allah. May Allah make us among those who feel like humble servants, needing Allah with everything in their lives. May Allah make us among those who say, may, may Allah make us among those who believe that Allah can alter and transform and heal our lives and all hearts. May Allah make us a means for bringing others to life. Trusting that when we bring one human being to life, it's as if we've brought all humanity to life. May Allah open the doors of Jannah. May Allah open the doors of heaven right now for you and me. May Allah answer your question. May Allah make this a beautiful, joyous day. May Allah make this a means for bringing joy and healing to every heart, every soul we come across. That's your and my mission. May Allah make it fulfilled. Allah mahtannana wa wa anna wa Tawana amrana wa aksan khala salah. Allah ma minna innaka anta aksanin wa al-areem. Waqib a'aleena innaka anta tawadu raheem. Allah mahtmanya bi rasimina Al Karim. Muhammad. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah, a والشهداء والصالحين وحسن أولئك hearts and your على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. from Allah.